Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, here we go. Shelter Footy Cast live on a public holiday, Skeeter. Good to see you still at work, mate. <laughs> Hello, Scoey. Grand final week. Uh, we've been talking footy for the best part of six months. You sick of me? Uh, I'm not sick of footy, but I'm just... No, I said me. Oh, no, no. I've got a lot of time for you, Scoey. And, uh, <laughs> and thankfully, I get to work with you. Otherwise, it would be even a tougher gig. But uh, no, we're looking forward to grand final week, the Brownlow tonight. And uh, two really interesting prelim finals to talk about. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's great with a spring in the air and, and big game in Melbourne coming up. I agree, Skeeter. It was a good prelim finals weekend. Watched both games in detail. Loved it. We both called the Waffle Grand Final yesterday, which was a bit of fun too. Uh, you can follow us over at socials, Shelter Footycast. You're going to have to take note of that because we've got a big giveaway today. Well, potential giveaway. There's definitely a competition <laughs> uh, for the grand final. Big event down the Leaderville Precinct. We're going to get into that in a little bit bit uh, you can contact us footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au we'll go through our thirsty camel clanger of the week skeeter uh let's let's get into this competition so skeeter i got something for you this week so just recapping uh dice i'm told absolutely tore it up on friday Did, were night. you not there no well no i wasn't there i was calling the footy just for what oh, it's that's worth right. i was with you <laughs> that's right uh dice very good but that is done and dusted so moving on grand final week if you still haven't figured out what you're doing for the grand final got something for you here on the shelter footy cast uh the leadable precinct so the leadable hotel servo yard bar the garden uh combining with miss chow's and Soulsby's barbers the north perth legends cutting hairs down there uh they're doing a big event for the big dance skater so, look, I, I'm going to name a few things that I think could be right up your alley. The grand final being on the big screens. Happy it's, with that? It's massive, yeah, but I don't like the big dance is just American crap, so I don't keep calling it the big dance. But, yeah, he's it, it, got everything covered, including, uh, by the sounds of it, uh, The grand beverages. final's on. Beers. <laughs> Beers and lots of them. Right. And don't, don't, <laughs> do I need to go any further? Don't, just don't get caught up in the – and I used to do it as a teenager. Don't do it anymore. You know when you go to – okay, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, get a name – and for every possession, that player gets your skull. Yes. Uh, so I think I had Paul Couch in a grand final once. So I was just about uh, on my ear, uh, 10 minutes into the first quarter. All right. So if I can guarantee Mark Reddings will be down at the Leadable Precinct, down at the Leadable Hotel, and he'll have Nick Dacos. Uh, every time he gets a touch, Skeeter does a slug. <laughs> That'll be bloody good. Uh, you can get down there, Skeeter. There's a VIP area. Well, that's I'd, probably more my, uh, uh, <laughs> my methodology. Just go straight into the little red carpet spot. So we got downstairs at the Leadable Hotel and Sir yard bar got beers got big screen got food coming down down there got the vip terrace the Salisbury's vip terrace this is chilling on the rooftop terrace catch the game of the garden sky screen four hours of bottomless bevs up there skater 
bottomless bevs. Okay, so a bevy of beauties. Is that what we're looking that at? That is absolutely right. You can take uh, maybe take uh, your better half down there, Skeet. There's I think a, not. There's a nice there's a there's a nice yum cha banquet in Servo Restaurant that you could take her there and pretend that you've taken her out for a day at the actually grand finals. <laughs> after I've had my after I've had my fifteen beers, yeah, that'll go down well. Skeet, it's going to be a good one down yeah. there, uh, down in Leadville. So if you don't know what you're doing for the grand final, I'll be getting down there. We've got four tickets to any package, so you could actually get four VIP tickets. All you need to do, we'll be giving these away on Thursday before uh, before the big game on Saturday. All you need to do is follow Shelter Footycast and tag the three mates that you're taking with you. Yep. I might have trouble getting three, but uh, <laughs> if I had one or two, I reckon I'd be a chance. Very good, Skeeter. Make sure you get involved there. Uh, we'll be keeping track of that. Let's get into the big moments of the round, uh, Skeet. Nick Dacos, uh, I can't believe he's not being looked at for suspension. That's oh. mine off the top. I can't believe they're not looking at that. Really? Mate, James Sicily got three weeks for exactly the same incident this year. Mate, Braden Maynard almost killed a bloke in a uh, qualifying final. Oh. And uh, and he's sort of saying, hello, I'm fine. So no, I didn't expect him to go just because of this time of the year. Yeah, I know it sounds, uh, it's, it sounds like double standard, sounds like hypocrisy. But no way did I think that he'd go. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. Yeah, okay. Unbelievable. Like, it is just a joke. I probably should have started with the fact that Collingwood and Brisbane are into a grand final. That is the big news. But some issues out of those games. Look, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, Brent Daniels, who's one of GWS's sort of hard-running, late-running guys, uh, sounded like some strange circumstances there. Yeah, well, there's a subplot to that, obviously, with, with him... Now, I was listening on, on, on radio on Saturday morning to Melbourne and radio and, and being talked through the AFL with the um, the concussion test, they now, and I'm not sure how long they've been doing this, they now contact the doctor of the Giants, for instance, and say, so we've seen this, um, would you like to look at it further? When's this coming? Well, th- this, this may have been, uh, maybe that the AFL has staffed this area more regularly what, since the, since the Port Adelaide. I don't know. What were I, they looking at during the Patrick Cripps and Jacob Wiedering semi-final? What well, were they looking at there? Yeah. Well, apparently that that wasn't. I don't know whether that was referred to the club doctor. The bottom line it's is Adam Kingsley wasn't happy. We, I know we're going away a bit from the the Dacos incident per se, but the aftermath. Daniels, because of his doctor, the club doctor, decided to to do the test. He's out of the game yeah. uh, with with what five six seven minutes to go, and he passes. He passes, um, so you can blame the AFL on that, but in the end it was the club doctor that said, no, we think we should test you. That was a pretty critical decision given his impact and the possibility of what he could have done in those last few moments. Wowee. Uh, look, I just think it's hypocr- uh, hypocrisy at its best. But anyway, uh, it is a good result. I think the two best teams make the grand final. I think so. Collingwood I think Brisbane. so. Um, and look, the Giants, I know you're big on them, and... I would have liked to have seen them got through. They just weren't given the time and space that, and we'll discuss it further, but they weren't given the space that they have maybe in other finals. But uh, it was a good game of footy. In the last eight minutes, it was just a like a rugby mall. I am uh, in big trouble this weekend, and we'll get to these games. But I, as you've heard here on the Shell Footy Cast, I haven't rated Brisbane away from the, the game no, no. since about round four. So they're in the grand final. Yeah, and they're... they're a, Big chance to win it. And another thing I've been saying is Collingwood can't win the grand final with the way they play. So Yeah, either way, you've, you've cooked yourself. <laughs> Which is usually what you do, but I don't know how I'm here. Well, you had Geelong winning back-to-back, the Eagles making oh, the finals okay. flag, man. Okay. But no, but... Nostradamus. I, but, no, no, but Colling- no I, 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 the one I struggled with, look, Collingwood, you, you've, you've questioned them for a fair while. I just don't know what, on what basis. 
And that's not to say their morals on Saturday, but you're saying their finals type. What they played on Saturday or Friday night was that was finals footy with the, the contested ball. And I think GWS kicked themselves out of it, as did Melbourne in the in the qualifying final. So that's probably the basis. But they still find a way to win. Yeah, you exactly. Cannot, you never actually knock that for the history of the game going forward because they the have mindset. done it for two years. Find a way to win. So uh, in the end, that trumps anything I've got to say about it. Grand final tickets. There's a bit of uh, hullabaloo. Col- yeah. Collingwood fans not happy with this. There's Ticketmaster and Ticket Tech, and I don't really know the difference. But there's people being allocated tickets. People in premium one, level one, uh, gold, platinum. <laughs> the sort of areas that Mark Reddings operates in. They're not getting their tickets down the level one. They're up in the level four, up in the bleachers where I usually seat skaters down the corporate boxes. Uh, you got your finger on the pulse here at all? No, I've got no idea what's happening. <laughs> except there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of vents from people that can't get a ticket, and they've been members, and they're supposed to get some sort of priority. Oh, look, the problem with Grand Final Day, on a serious note, is that it's not you know, premium finals. Fans get a really good look at that tickets. Yes, Grand Final Day, so many corporates. I mean, you're probably going to get out of a hundred thousand, in all honesty, maybe. 40,000 neutrals? Is yeah, that- yeah, that'd be about right. That, all I know about grand final week and grand final tickets is just a, it is just a, uh, gee, I was going to know what you're trying to use a fancy word there, but it is just a shit show of people. <laughs> well, you use a fancy yeah, word. Yeah. Pe- people texting, have you got this? Have you got this? Do you know tickets? Like, who's doing this? Are we sitting together? Are we, it, from, from my point of view, like, so I, would have, I would have had 20 texts already about, can I get tickets? Well, like, hang on. Do you think I am? What? This year? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And people I'll get, think I'll get people the same in footy. Yeah, you, my daughter says um, last week before the Carlton game, uh, Olivia, she goes, Oh, Dad, now um, my boyfriend, Sam Batrex for Carlton, um, you're a chance to get me a ticket, aren't you? I was like, If Carlton gets through against Collingwood <laughs> and I'm calling the game on Friday night and Collingwood win on Saturday, I, I was doing the, you know, I had the live ladder. Yeah. Sort of, I said, I've got the live ticket prices when Carlton's five goals to nil. Suddenly they're $3,500 for a general admission. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, they fell away badly. But yeah, tickets, it's, uh, it's, a, it's really difficult. Um, and look, if you could sell 200000 they probably would. But um, yeah, Collingwood. Lions have got that supporter base still with with Fitzroy, the link there with with Brisbane. So yeah, but good luck getting tickets. The scalpers um, are going to be doing some business. Uh, and well, no, what's anything else? Uh, Adam Adam Uze, new coach of Richmond. Yeah, big result for him, and uh, that's you know, he came close to the Giants' job. He's been yep. in the mix, of course, Essendon at, as well at Essendon and Melbourne. He's been a really good um, coach in that sphere where he's helped their defence, of course, uh, and of course you got May and Lever, but he's. He must have presented really well because Andrew McQualter was loved by the players. I just wonder, they say that they don't take results into, into play, but after a really good start, McQualter as a caretaker, they, I think, lose their last four or certainly they fall away in the back end of the season, whether that harmed his chances. But uh, either way, um, Adam Uzo, I think it's a good decision, by the way. Fresh set of eyes, comes in, and I think the Tigers, I don't see them contending next year, but I think he's, he deserves his chances. And we've seen so many, like Craig McRae, like Adam Kingsley, getting an opportunity and look where they are. Andrew, McGol- uh, Andrew McWalter straight out the door, basically, and, yep. uh, which is probably fair enough. I, I put a little watch this space. I think if um, West Coast can put a package together that makes he and his family comfortable moving over here, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Andrew McWalter at, at West Coast, assistant coach. Um, I know they're hunting for a bigger name. I know they're hunting for some quality. And clearly he's proven his worth over a long time at Richmond now very close to landing a head coaching job. He wants uh, a new start, a, a new club. Um, yeah, I reckon he could be right up the li- up, up on top of the list for Adam Simpson and, and uh, the West Coast Eagles. So in brief, from a coaching perspective, uh, 
Can you tell me how many coaches? Is it just one coach you're looking forward to? Well, to I, know, I know Adam Uze was on the list, but they couldn't get it done. I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Adam Simpson didn't have a job, so he couldn't approach anyone for mm. um, an assistant coaching role with him because it was to nothing. You can't go to Adam Uze and say, hey, mate, come and coach with me next year. I'm not if sure if I'm going to be So it's now to the point where almost all uh, assistant coaches are locked up around the league because no one's sitting around waiting for Adam Simpson to be given a job. Uh, everyone's worrying about themselves first. Fair enough. So I would say Andrew McWalter is at the top of available assistant coaches, and I know West Coast have a bit of a kitty they're trying to roll out. So that's I haven't heard actually heard anything from insiders, just putting a few dots together for your skate. No, I like it. Well, well done. Will Schofield, Mark Reading, Show of Footycast. Let's get through these prelim finals, Skeeter. This first one was an absolute cracker. I wish I could just keep pressing the uh, GWS theme song all day, but... I was I was genuinely flat at the end of this, so I will preface this by saying that Collingwood defeat GWS by one point in a prelim, flipping the tables from last year against Sydney, losing by a point Collingwood did. The emotion that would be involved from that footy club right now would be absolutely palpable. Absolutely, and I think you, you get a sense of, we saw Collingwood and the, and the celebrations and, and congratulations to them and their performance. It was a really Good finals victory, but also the the emotion that came out of Toby Green um, in the rooms afterwards, and he was emotional when he was speaking um, on TV, and then when he was surrounded, I think, by his, his partner and his his mum, I think it was, yeah, it, it it meant so much to that footy club and to him, and uh, he he had a terrific season. He's a, a captain that I think has just assumed the role and, and done a super job. But at the end of the day, they they couldn't get a score in the last uh, seven or eight minutes, which which is a credit to Collingwood. And unfortunately, the, the Giants will look back with a, a few regrets as well. Yeah, well, that's right. In prelim finals, um, uh, that you know that, that emotion you saw from Toby Green, I saw a, a few other senior players at GWS. The thing about prelim finals is there's no guarantee next year you get back there. No. They're, they're, look, a successful club will, and, and they'll create a culture where they continually challenge for finals, but there's not many around that do that. You know, Geelong's been one of them across the journey, Richmond for a period there, but either either side of their sort of dynasty of three, that they haven't, that they've fallen away both sides. To be able to do it consistently and and have multiple cracks at a prelim final, it just doesn't happen. No, and look, that's why the emotions there. And also, I mean, I, we can probably between us go through and, and list grand finalists and obviously premiers in the last decade or two, but try and remember. A losing prelim finalist. Yeah. They just they slip from your memory pretty quickly. But Not the, the people who play. No, I'm saying the, externally you become forgotten really quickly, and and you may as well have finished, albeit a really successful season for both the Giants and Carlton. But you may as well have finished in essence, you know, outside the eight. Although although it's certainly not a failure by any means. It was a it was an extraordinary game in terms of momentum. Collingwood had a 62 minute goalless streak in this game. Um, they they started well. GWS got ascendancy in that second quarter. They kicked four in a row to lead by 17 points at the start of the third quarter. Collingwood had a one point lead at the back end of this for seven minutes almost. So um, you know there were some real stars that stood up from both sides. We look at Collingwood. Jordan Ngoi was outstanding. Best third, game I think for him. 34 disposals. He was untackleable. That if right? that's a word, yeah, I'm not sure. But put it this way: we've uh, sat back and watched in awe of Dustin Martin in finals over a few years. I think it's fair to say that that was as close to a, a Dustin Martin type performance by Degoe with his ability to break tackles, set up. Uh, they're slightly different players, but they're also similar players in the impact they have. I just thought it was a an outstanding performance from a bloke. Bear in mind, not that long ago, 
There are question marks as to will Collingwood keep him? Will St Kilda be able to get his signature? And it was really just off the back of what I thought was you know, a little bit of a, an overblown situation with him in Bali. But, you know, that's, that's in the past. He's, he's found his niche. He's found his groove. And, and Jordan Ngoi was, for mine, clearly best on. Nick Dacos worked his well into the, way into the contest pretty well. be interesting to see how he pulls up after eight weeks away from the game. A big game. I had to play him throughout. I mean, a point up, you have to play your best players. So he ended up with 28 disposals. Uh, and was and was a lot better in the second half than he was the first. Um, Tom Mitchell probably in the same basket. He was very quiet in that first half, but he finished with twenty four tackle, uh, twenty four touches and ten tackles. So, an important member, especially if Taylor Adams is still under doubt um, with that hammy, which I think he will be. I I, I don't think he plays. Um, just my opinion, absolutely not based on anything medical, other than I've seen a lot of ham- hammies and not many get up within uh, 14 or 17 days. You need you need 21 days on most hammies. Yeah, well, he's a question mark. Dan McStay is out, gone, and That's the question now is, gutty. with his knee, and yeah, you've got to feel sorry for me. I thought he handled it with a, a lot of grace and dignity. Is it a case of now Billy Frampton comes into that side to give them a tall option? You think of their forward line set up. I know Cox can go forward, but Meyer, check outside of that, um, who's their, their tall Johnson options? sort of? No, I don't think he's going to be right. Right. I don't so think he's in the mix, to be honest. So has he been injured, has he? Because I was thinking he's just yeah. fallen off the face because he was going very well. Yeah, no, stage. I think Billy Frampton, if they're going tall or need a, a, a tall option, um, otherwise, you know. Just not, just. Does uh, John Noble come in and, and they play Jack Ginevan a full game? Like do they, do Possibly. They... That's a very like you think of this their forwards, Bobby Hill, Ginevan, um, Elliot. I mean, that is you know, you're you're really trusting the smalls and albeit it's gonna be a day where you think. Um, you know, really hot, you know, Harris Andrews and Co. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really tough decision for, for Craig McRae to make but uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll be pondering that well before we have. As GWS's season has finished I think we should touch on a few of their better players. Josh Kelly I thought was their best. He was really good. 34 disposals but just ran hard all day and was their best midfielder. Tom Green very close to it as well. He was outstanding especially in that first half when the, uh, the ball was there to be won. He, he's He'll go close to winning a Brownlow at some point. He's so young still. Yeah, you know, that's when Carl Lingen said it to me a while ago, and I'm, I'm, I'm fair to say he's, I reckon he's made a good call there. Now, we're going to go with – I'm surprised you'd mentioned your man early on, but uh, Jack Buckley. I was getting uh, to him. Uh, you, I know you're getting to him. Uh, Sam Taylor, I think, was one game away from qualifying and being given All-Australian selection, but given what we've seen from Jack Buckley, I think he deserves to be spoken. At the moment, just on, on what we've seen in the finals – on a par easily with what Sam Taylor's doing. He was outstanding. Um, surprised me a bit with some of his agility, but his defensive actions and his cleanliness, and he, he would have saved six goals, I reckon, mm. off off his own hand. Sam Taylor, look, I, I don't like to be critical of Backman, but that, he was he wouldn't be happy with that game. Um, and, I, and I know he's got high standards, and, and he's a you know he's a West Aussie. Is that, is that right? He's a yeah, West yeah. Aussie. It wouldn't. It wasn't his best game, unfortunately. No. He, he just looked. He got under the footy a lot. McStay got him early. McStay got him early. Um, he, he played off a back shoulder, but then when he was in front, he was getting pushed under the ball and uh, ran and jumped at numerous balls, and he just just didn't have his timing right. And sometimes that happens, just and you can't do anything about it. But uh, Jack Buckley was there to save the day. He was absolutely outstanding. And Toby Green, I thought, was very good again. Kicked two goals. He did everything possible to. Get his team over the line. Um, that 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 banana that he that he kicked and with, the death. 
yeah, two minutes to go. It'll just live with him because I'm sure he's kicked that goal a thousand times. And he just, I mean, it was a really well executed kick, but he didn't get the elevation that he, he would have liked. He, he skinnied it. Yeah. So it would have been spinning fast, but it was just going nowhere. So usually when you kick those, and again, no expert, but. Someone told me Lloyd was loitering at the top of the square. Wow. It's easy You're, to say honestly, that. Honestly, you're backing in Toby Green to yeah. kick that. That's what he does for a living. And, and he'd kick nine out of 10 of them, I reckon, or at least score. Because mm. remember, it, it's still side bottom marks on the goal yeah. line. Look, um, it, we, we, not to forget the uh, Thirsty Camel clanger of the week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shoulders at Thirsty Camel. Sometimes I don't like it, but most of the time I do. I thought the umpiring was really poor in this game. Um, they, they, they holistically had a bit of a clanger. I like the whistles going away for finals. I do like so that. Why should it change in finals? I, I don't know, but I, and I agree with put, you. Put it this way: I like them going away full stop. I, I don't think umpires happen. should impact the game. But they miss some absolute howlers in this game, so, and and it's been publicly uh, noted and documented the, the freeze they missed. When you go through some of the big names that have, you know, and you hardly ever see Lee Matthews critical, mm-hmm. Luke Hodge, strong, call them pathetic on the weekend. Dermot Brereton, I know we're talking the three Hawthorne. Will Schofield's just done it. Coincidental, but Will yeah, Schofield's just called him out. Yeah, I'm just saying, but Matthews, Hodge, yeah, no, Brereton, Schofield. Sure, that's just like the Beatles. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the shit one of the Beatles? <laughs> well, he got he got turfed after a short time. The drama yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, clearly I agree because I brought it up. But Collingwood, the best side, get it done. Uh, GWS would be heartbroken. But um, is there any other further? Yeah, I just want to touch on the fact the last seven or eight minutes, and Craig McRae did touch on this uh, post game about what they do at training. Now you may well have done this, so too may have other other teams as, as a just a regulation, but. Two minutes of training each session, or maybe one session a week they do this, but it's that that intensity around the ball stop is just being able to get to the contest, and they've trained for that that moment or those minutes. And yeah. That's what they did, and and I tell you, they, they did it as effectively as I think you could have. Um, the Giants, could they have changed their um, methodology? Possibly, but... Magpies had trained for that situation and, and they would look prepared. Well, what flipped in this game was the uh, intercepting uh, across the back line. So first half was GWS and that's what really had them in the game and on top. And then um, GWS, for whatever reason, lost um, lost structure and they were kicking into three-on-ones. Darcy Cameron was back there taking marks. They had Quayna rolling around taking marks. Um, yes, to answer your question, we did used to practice that at West Coast. It was a two-minute drill, basically, and one team would be up by three points and one would be down, and you'd go until someone would score, basically. And things that you would practice that I saw from Collingwood, um, clearing it wide, so from a clearance. Um, instead of forward, yeah, go lateral. Yeah, instead of forward, go lateral. Remember that very last clearance? Yeah. Whoever had it just kicked it straight to the boundary. It takes 10 seconds off the clock, and if there's a turnover out there, everyone knows where it is. You get it, you kick it forward, intercept mark. It's just coming straight back over your head. Mm. So... There's little things like that that you wouldn't even think about, I suppose, that is drilled into good teams. You know, clear it wide, um, make sure our structure's set up, so making sure the half-forwards are coming out, wings are rolling back behind the ball. And then around the contest is, is really where it's won. So to be able to hold up one point up from six minutes, that's to do with their midfielders and, and the ability to, to hold the ball in and win contests and then to go and man up um, their players and, and, and number off once the ball comes out. So uh, well-coached team, clearly. That's how they find a way to win. They're organised. Wow. Scott Penderbury was doing 
some of that heavy lifting in the late part of that game as well. 25 touches, Scott Penn. He needs to just settle down and just age like the rest <laughs> of us, seriously. Yeah, What's happening? Uh, that's it, Skeeter. Collingwood into a GF. Brisbane defeat Carlton by 16. It felt like a more blown-out game than this because of how this game went. Carlton could not have started any better. They were absolutely sizzling. Five goals to nothing. Felt a little bit like the 2018 grand final for mine. Well, we called that on the day. Jacko and I said, gee, it feels like 18. And then Brisbane get a late goal. Obviously, yep. West Coast kicked a couple late in the quarter uh, five years ago. But, yeah, there was a lot of similarity, certainly in that, that first quarter, about how that, uh, that prelim final played out. Well... If Carlton were going to win at the Gabba, uh, severe underdogs, this was how they were going to do it. And they, and they, they couldn't have executed it any better. Brisbane um, looked shell-shocked. Carlton were there and they, they started well. It's just everything that you taught as a kid and as a player to start well in finals, that's what they did. Um, they were just absolutely firing and nothing they did you know, looked like it wouldn't work, basically. Um, there were some pretty key matchups, I thought, on the day. Uh, Josh Dunkley played pretty much head-to-head with Paddy Cripps, kept him to th- uh, 13 disposals. Yeah, Cripps, love to know what's the ailment or what's wrong with him uh, post-season. What, what, he's injured, have Well, the, the general consensus seems to be that he's a bit sore. Now, whether that's just from the, the, the knocks of a final series, but yeah, right, Dunkley, I think, just in brief, and we'll talk about this later in the week, but Dunkley's job on Cripps means that uh, surely that he put some time into Dugowie on 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 the weekend. Yeah, it has to be Dugowie. Yeah, not, not Dacos. You, no. you need someone. But Dugowie's yeah. the guy that I think Dunkley goes to. But you're right. Uh, Cripps shut down Dunkley. Dunkley terrific. I love the work of Harris Andrews in the first quarter. I reckon. Oh, I, I think without him, it could have been seven or eight goals to Carlton. Yeah. He was just enormous. He took a massive contested yeah. mark against three players, like one-handed contested mark. He had another one where he came charging out and intercepted it from an on-rushing Carlton player. I agree with you. I reckon they could have been eight goals down. If you're eight goals down, you lose the game. Yeah. You're not coming back from that. So uh, that's what captains do, though. That's why he's the captain of that side. He's, he's the guy that goes, right, it's not working out for us, boys. Get on my back. And and I, I thought he was outstanding. Their best player, probably. And I think he had... He didn't have many touches in the end. but No, I think it was a dozen. If yeah. He just impacted the game um, in, in, in ways that... You know, you but, can't measure it. Really. So um, and talking about their back back half, I mean, Kitty Coleman was just a look, I know he's given a bit of space by Carlton, but he the way he used the ball by his left foot and hitting the corridor, I think he set up the first goal with a, an inboard kick and yeah, he, he was really good. Can he stand the, the heat of a finals match where I don't think say someone like McCreary would play a, a role on him just to make sure he doesn't get that opportunity to set up play for Brisbane. Oscar McInerney I thought was um, fantastic as well. He he was uh, he was one of the the more dominant players in the game as well. So two, two goals, forty yards. Yeah, yeah, massive for him. And you probably think that yeah, if he can do similar, or certainly play his role on Saturday, it gives Brisbane. And the more you look at this this grand final, without dismissing what happened with that Carlton game, is their scoring power of Brisbane is going to be so important to them against a, a Collingwood side that what a kick sixty and fifty eight in two finals. If this was like we'll, we'll talk about this in the preview, but if this game was at the Gabba, they'd be dollar thirty or something. Yeah, they'd be severe, severe favourites. Uh, Brisbane, um, there's a couple of stats I wouldn't mind throwing at the escape. Brisbane seventy to forty nine in one percenters, so that spoils, smothers, blocks, 
Shepherds. Uh, I think that's a big indicator in playing your role and the pressure that they were putting on Carlton that ultimately led to them coming back and being able to win this game. Uh, Brisbane beat Carlton in stoppages, 44-31 to 31 in clearances. So... Um, that was, that was another way in which Carlton could get into this game is getting on top of the midfield, which they did not do. Uh, Harry Mackay, I thought was I mm. thought he was good. Yeah, no, I, he, he was... The discussion about him you know, not being in their best side before the game, I mean, that's a joke. No, yeah. well, he has been um, a concern with his kicking for goal. Even from 25 metres out on the weekend, he, he went around his body. But look, he put it this way. If you look back in the final series now... Uh, Harry Mackay, I think, gets a gets a pass mark for what he did at the Gabba. Unfortunately, the, the, the Coleman medalist for his finals form. Now, whether that's just a, a symptom of the, the work that the defenders put into him, but Charlie Kernow, unfortunately, um, he's a, a very good player. Some say the best in the competition, but you can't be putting that tag on him at the moment. I know that uh, Josh Kennedy carried for him over a number of years the 2015 grand final performance. I think he was held goalless in that game against Hawthorne, Coleman medalist that year in 2015. Yep. And um, that, that was a combination of things. One, you're playing against very good defenders who just spend... Their life, yeah. Yeah, like their life depends on them <laughs> stopping you, right? So, you know, as much as I bullshit on about the backman... Um, in the end, playing as a forward's a lot harder because you only have, as a backman, you just have your opponent to worry about. The forward's trying to impact the game by marking Create. goals and you've got some dickhead following <laughs> you around trying to stop you the entire game. So yeah. um, I know Josh Kennedy, yeah, he really carried a poor finals performance as a motivator and um, can we get two, three, three goals in that 2018 uh, premiership? Um, four? I don't think he fall, but he, might, he certainly hit the scoreboard and he was, in, and he at important times. Because it, it just uh, it really cut him deep that he wasn't able to stand up when his teammates needed him. And, and Charlie Kernow, um say what you like, he is a great player. He has been the best forward this year, but he did not stand up. And that's that's fine. That, that's, that, that's what finals foot is about. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But he will carry that, no doubt. No, he's a competitive beast. And he will use that to drive him, hopefully. I don't think Carlton would have won the grand final regardless. So it might be a good thing. It might drive him on to greatness. Yeah, I think Carlton gets a you know, they should be really satisfied with where they've come from. I mean, you look at their their form mid season, um, and they've just they've just taken some real growth from what they've done, Michael Voss, um, and, and the whole whole depth of their group. I think their role players have have come along. They were a bit sore. They were a bit banged up. No surprise they didn't get across the line against Brisbane. But yeah, you know, I don't think there's I don't think there's too many concerns. Obviously, they'll try and build from that that list that they have got. Um, and yeah, they 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 end up as what a top four finishing side for the for the campaign. Which I mean, after fifteen rounds, you you wouldn't have given them uh, much chance of causing too much damage. Darcy Gardner was pretty good. But if you talk about on the uh, Collingwood side of things about grand final selection issues, Brisbane's that's probably theirs. Mm-hmm. Payne, um, who's been in their side all year and been really good. Um, Darcy Gardner, I think, has played two or three games this year. Played really well, but um, if Payne ends up getting up, that's that's a player that plays in a prelim and doesn't get to play in a grand final. So that'll be uh, disappointing on his regard. I don't think there's any other injury issues. Lockie Neal, of course, with the his shoulder, with his a bit shoulder. of a stinger, maybe. Sounds like he's had some issues with that in the past with his post game interview. Um, you've got him as. Brown, their favourite, or no? Not I've got him polling. Does. I've got him polling pretty well in that. Certainly in the top five, which I think, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't didn't have him as his best season by any means, but um, some blokes just poll, and he mm. does. 
It's a good point. Anything you want to finish off with that game, Skeeter? No, Brisbane, uh, look, I think it's set up pretty well for them, really. I mean, they haven't travelled in September. They go to the MCG there. We know their record, they're not great, but they have beaten Melbourne at the venue. They've won their past a handful of games against Collingwood, albeit none at the MCG. 27, 28 degrees, the forecast. Oh, that's a plus as well. Yep. Um, I don't think they're going to get a, too many better looks at it, albeit against a Collingwood side that has been um, just superb in, in big games. And, and that can they handle the pressure? Can can Brisbane, the likes of Joe Danaher, Eric Hipwood, Charlie Cameron, can they... Stand up. Stand, if they stand up, oh, I think they win. Yeah, I think Brisbane win too. Um, the, the, the only thing is the home ground... MCG stuff. One thing that we haven't seen, Brisbane in a grand final at the MCG. We've seen them play regular seasons. We've seen them play finals at the MCG. Have we seen them play finals at the MCG? Yeah, they beat Melbourne last year. Sorry, yep. I I think a grand final takes a lot of the home ground stuff away. Mm. Like I, I know it's an issue, having played in a couple of them. Um, yeah, there's certainly a significant advantage to Victorian sides being there, but it's the grand final. You, you're so locked in on your performance and it being the last day, the, the crowd fades a little bit. It, well, it's not going to be a Collingwood, like it was pro-Collingwood in the prelim final because of the, the, the tickets that they were able to it, get. It, it will be pro-Collingwood, Skeeter. You think so? Like, well, 2018, I remember running out, this whole, the whole far southern stand was just black and white. But people, Collingwood fans will find a way to get there more than Brisbane fans will. So yeah. I think it'll be a Collingwood-dominated thing. And it's not its not the parochial die-hard fans, but some will get in there. Don't worry. Yeah, They'll just, find a way. I just don't think it'll be as intimidating as what – I mean, the, the day will be intimidating for maybe some of these Lions players, but I don't think the Collingwood factor is going to be as enormous as what we saw in the prelim final because, again, it's going to be – they can't get access to the tickets they would normally. And I think there's a lot of new – and any neutral, I, I imagine, any neutral – He's barracking for Brisbane. It's a good point because um, it sounds like I'm leaning that way at the moment. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, shoulder footy cast. Skeeter, let's have a little look at the Brownlow medal, which is on tonight. Mm. Uh, I want to start this, Skeet, with back chat. We are running our very own Brownlow medal watch along down at the Paddington Ale House in Mount Hawthorne. Wow. It's not sold out, but we've sold a shitload of tickets. And I don't mean to say that in, in sort of talking ourselves up. It's gone off its rocker. There's going to be a lot of people down there. Uh, tuxedos, please. I'd like to see your worst suits. Uh, we'll be in them. I can guarantee you that. So don't think no one's wearing them. I will be in a, I believe, maroon velvet uh, tuxedo at this stage. Uh, uh, if you're a lady or a lass, love to see you in your worst dresses. Oh, wow. yeah, come down. We've got the red carpet. So red carpet specials. We've got giveaways. We've got shelters on tap down there. Uh, we've got a, a, a Brownlow medal sweep. We've got special uh, drinking games to play along with, Skeeter. I'll throw one out there. Jack Buckley gets a vote. We're shouting the entire bar. Um, uh, it could be a very, very good night. So there's a, a lot of people coming down. You want to come down, jump on uh, Backchat Instagram. You can find the ticket links over there. You've got to get a ticket. They're $0, Skeeter. We're looking after the people. You're doing very well. So you've got a big week. So you're going to be – are you on the gas tonight? Is that fair to say? <sighs> You can't help yourself. Unfortunately, but like seriously, I, I'm, I don't need it. I thought you were going on some. Weren't you going on some weight loss thing uh, recently? Yeah, well, that hasn't gone too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's yours going? Oh, I didn't go to weight loss, oh, although right. my wife tells me I'm fat every day. So okay. I just, I just look in the mirror and realise yeah, it. You. And you know what I had yesterday at the footy? I had a half a packet of barbecue shapes, which I reckon, I just, just half pack. Yeah, you, know, you just. And when I go into state, it just goes to pear. It goes pear shape for me with food. What Are you, you going to the grand final? Yeah. Oh, I just want. Yeah. We didn't respect you. Go Thursday, yeah. 
pack a couple of extra packets of... And thanks uh, to Travel and Sport Australia, of course. Uh, uh, Paul Ramsey, the good. team, just and, and Channel 7, thank you. Well done. Uh, and, and the Shelter Footy Cast. Oh, yeah, of course. Just, yeah. Nothing for you. Uh, now... Uh, let's get into Brownlow. Let's have a little bit of a look at some of the favourites, perhaps, and maybe some uh, some club favourites as well. Oh, yeah. Lockie Neal is emerging as a bit of a roughy favourite for this one. AFL is sort of saying that he's going to poll... Predictor. A, a lot of votes. He's at $13 with this is one. $13? Yeah, well, they've got him down, I think, winning 32, 33 votes. That's uh, right. Uh, I've I, seen these wrong before, by the way. Oh, so of course. All I mean, time. there's lots of predictors. Are wrong. Yeah. Just go back to... Um, just go back to elections, federal elections, when and yeah, it's it's all a bit of guesswork. But the numbers are: you're talking Lockie Neal, proven vote getter, um, season that he's had. I didn't think it was his his best season when he's won Brownlows, but clearly in a team that's winning games of footy, he has to be considered. Yeah, that's right. So the top five on the AFL website right now: Lockie Neal, Nick Dacos, uh, who. We don't have polling a vote in those last six rounds that he missed. Uh, very difficult to get votes when you're not on the field. Zach Butters uh, finished well. Didn't start as well as he would have hoped, but comes home quite strongly. Mm-hmm. Marcus Bontepelli is the one for mine, and he's second favourite, so it's nothing outrageous. But uh, I, I just think some of the one voters that people have predicted him getting, I think he sees two or three out of some of those. It's the way he plays. He might... I reckon a couple of games he has twenty touches and, and he and he slides in for two votes where people don't have him getting any. Just he's inside. He's the biggest midfielder out there. The way Very he noticeable. moves, yeah. the way he kicks. I, I think if he's within striking distance of Nick Dacos, who will be a long way in front, uh, come six rounds to go. If he's within striking distance, I think Bond and Pally wins this skate. Yeah. Well, you speak of Dacos. I mean, the first six rounds I think averages 37 disposals and there's a, a so he's going to pick up votes early he's also going to pick up I think a, a bunch of votes maybe even 12 between rounds 12 and 15 where he's yep. has a really really um, productive time so I, I think you're going to have to poll in excess of 30 or thereabouts to, to win this tonight yeah um, which, which is, is good which is good and unfortunately it's funny like <laughs> midfielders medal there's just no one that can even consider Polling uh, significantly outside of the Petrarchas, the Butters. Tim, Tim Taranto, um, Kane Corns' man, is is uh, you know predicted to, to be in the top five here, which would be a pretty significant effort given he, Kane didn't have him in these top 400 players in the league. 150 players in the league. Uh, Jordan Dawson had a good year, not a great year, but was was very serviceable. Christian Petrarch has been rumoured, uh, you know, he's third favourite, I believe, fourth favourite. Um, doesn't finish as well as Kicks he probably could have. Kicks goals off. Kicks goals. Yeah, and I... But, you know, for a significant period, no Clayton Oliver in the side as mm, well. So yeah, true. who else gets votes when uh, he doesn't play? Errol Goulden, I really like him and his season. He'll poll the best for Sydney. He's he's an absolute gunner. He's quick and you know, he catches the eye. And my roughie, if I had one, is Toby Green. And and it's very rough. But I just think um, the games that GWS win and Toby Green kicks goals, I think he gets votes. Yeah, I don't think he wins. But I actually was listening to uh, a promo for Sportsbet during the week and without... Pumping up their toys, they, they they've got a bet for him to produce over eighteen votes in the count, which is, is to the which is probably because I, I don't think eight ends a lot. Eight ends a lot, but it's not going to win it. I don't think. <laughs> I might but, have to have a bit of a look at that. But so. have a look. That was that was one that uh, I did here. So no, Toby Green, you're right. I, he's probably got. I reckon he's got at least four or five best ons. Who uh, I'll give you a couple. Who wins uh, Fremantle's count? If we look at the West Australian side, Caleb Sarong will vote. Uh, the most at that club, I would suggest. I would have to agree with you. I'm just having a quick scan across 
Uh, Andrew Brayshaw, they 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 have as a sort of outside chance, yeah. but Caleb Sarong. Um, clearly, well, he's all Australian. He, yeah. he had his best season in many ways. Uh, I think Brayshaw had a, an issue with his knee up until, well, it might have been a third of the way through the season. But yeah, he finished really well. So no surprise if Caleb's wrong finishes on top there. West Coast Eagles. Well, I think Tim Kelly's probably now. Here's a question. I mean, because at, at the Sandover Medal, I think the Eagles um, waffle side, I think polled only two votes for this for the whole year. Was I one of those? No, you weren't, just out of interest. But but in all honesty, Tim Kelly, we think, will poll the most votes, yes. correct? Um, After that. But, but what's what's most? Is that many might get eight, six or How eight? many games do they win? Three games? Yeah. So give him nine, probably. I don't know. I don't know how he played in those games. <laughs> but he'll probably go close to nine. Yeah. And then they had a couple of close games. Essendon, he was quite good and they lost. Yeah. Maybe he gets a vote here and there. So maybe he gets over 10. But there's no other midfielders, just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, Oscar Allen. Was... Tim Kelly's $1.01 to lead the there West Coast Eagles. What are we talking about here? It's $1.01 if you want to put a bit of money on that. Uh, have you been to many Brownlee medals? I've been to one, yeah. And I think it was Goodsy one in 05, 06. And um, yeah, I have a good night. <laughs> Pretty good night. Or had a good night, not a great next day. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's very good. I've only been to one as well. I went to Tom Mitchell's, I believe. And how many did you? What? This is not being a smart ass question, but um, well, <laughs> you invited well, on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because all these blokes are polling well, isn't it? How so that that year, but <laughs> this isn't a smart ass question. Can't even speak. He's laughing so much as he says it. What were you doing there in 05? Oh, I was, I was a guest with Juno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, a, I was a hanger on. Don't worry about that. Um, no, I, I think like. I think it was one of those ones like no, no everyone pulled out and I was a senior player and, and like senior enough and I said, Oh bloody go. Absolutely. So who did you, did you go as a, a partner of someone? As no, in, like, no, no, calm, calm down, calm down. I played almost two hundred games at footy skate. I think one one invite to the Brownlow <laughs> where I get invited is just due course. Uh, no, I took my beautiful wife Alex, yeah. uh, sat next to Josh Kennedy. It was it was actually <laughs> I got him in a bit of trouble because I thought, Well, fuck, I'm not getting a vote. So I made him a Scully's drink every three he got. He got quite a few threes, and by the end of it, he was quite intoxicated, and he was on on live TV sculling beers. And there was a, oh. a, a big bullshit about responsible drinking and stuff. I was like, come. Well, what if why footballers? Why is it that they uh, like yesterday? No one sculled a drink in their life. Seriously, no. But I mean, what, what is it with footballers? You get three votes, you scull. Are you twelve or you know? Oh, teenagers? sorry, yeah. You never you never sculled a drink. You just sip them. Dude, you skate a sipper. You got the national broadcaster on you. Oh, I'll scull a drink on live TV. Oh, is just, it okay? A bit of fun. Are we allowed to do that? No, no, no fun. The fun no, place over here. How many votes did you poll? That that day? Just this is zero. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you polled votes, but it wasn't on that night. Not not that night. No. Oh, God, no. I've vote. only got one vote in the whole career. Is that right? Yeah. Well, do you remember against whom? Yeah, absolutely. Carlton, Telstra Dome. And I was Telstra Dome then. What year? Like 2011, I reckon. 2012. Yeah. Was it a, a, a performance worthy of a vote? Oh, look, it's deba- it could be debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had seventeen and a goal from okay. a back, from a back flank. Yeah, but plenty of runs, chances, yeah. some big spoils. Like it's very rare spoils get awarded. Did you win the game? Uh yep. It was a big, big game. It was a top four game. Okay, so it was a top four clash. It was, I think, it was two thousand twelve. The year that Carlton going quite well. We played them at home. Come from a home victory. I kicked a goal late in the last quarter. He's <laughs> running around. Well, mate, they had the they had the roof open. Yeah. They, what do you mean? Yeah, it was raining. Oh, it was, it was raining. Okay. It was raining at Telstra when I got votes. <laughs> That's very good, isn't it? Uh, who's your pick then? Who's your pick over this? Uh, I'm picking Bond and Pally. You're picking Bond. 
I'm going to. I like do like Bont to be honest. With you. I'm going to. I'll stick with Nick to, because I think he's going to establish a big enough lead. But there's going to be less than a couple of votes in it at the end. He plays the whole season, and if he plays decently in the last month and had polled, you know, three four votes, he he wins it. But I just that that month of forty or three weeks of forty where he's he's out. That's where the door opens for others. I'm I'm still thinking Saint Nick. Will so get Nick the, Dacos wins it. Yeah, I know he's a favourite. But do, do you think he'll take Josh Dacos up on stage with it? He might. They might actually walk up hand in hand. Who knows? But uh, and his dad might be out there to present the medal. Could be. I know you're. Um, Oh, just, 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 just get, get, get on with it. Seriously. Uh, okay, so you're Nick Dacos on Marcus Bontepelli. If you want to come down and have a good time, come down to the paddo. Uh, lots of good shit happening down there. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shadow Footy Cast. Couple of listener questions, Skeeton. You might have to have a little think about your um, uh, Thursday Camel Clanger of the Week because yeah, you yeah. haven't spat one out today. No, I haven't ever. Um, but that's okay. Uh, George Eastwood, g'day, gents. Following on from your discussions about the grand final parade, Skeeter is absolutely spot on. Now, if you remember Skeeter, uh, don't, don't worry about the Clanger of the Week. No, I've got a Clanger. So last week, uh, you told me that the Grand Final Parade doesn't finish at the MCG. Hasn't historically. Yeah, and I was blowing up about it, remember? And yeah. I asked people to write in about it. Yeah, here we well, go. Well, George has written in about it. <laughs> uh, just to follow up from the Grand Final Parade discussion, Skeet is absolutely spot on. It's a new thing for the parade to finish at the MCG. I'm 30, so much younger than you, Scoey. And as an Eagles much fan... Much younger. I clearly remember 05 and 06 watching the parade up to Government House. Yes. Which was a tradition. 2015 was the first to go to the MCG. So I'm sorry, I'm, that's all I know. So yeah, we get it. Sky, you're a big, important player. Maybe listen to Skeet for once as he's been around since God was a boy. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I liked it until he just, you know, in the early 50s. Don't give me a complete, so don't put me in a fossil category just yet. George, you had him all chirpy until that. <laughs> Sucked in, Skeet. Hey, <laughs> this is from JB5465. What is with these numbers? I don't actually understand. Hey, Sky, do players talk about or even know what each other are paid. In my opinion, contracts should be public. But I understand both sides of the argument. Um, no, no, players don't talk about money. I don't reckon I ever knew what any player was on during my career, not one player. It's just but, not something you speak about. It's not something about. even in a work, no. my workplace, in all seriousness, I don't go... You might ask if you're, if you're um, I don't know, maybe there's another offer from another club or maybe there's a chance to renew. You might ask someone in a similar role, oh, give me a ballpark yeah, of what exactly. you're getting paid. But surely as players, you, you see a press conference with, you know, for argument's sake, Jay McGovern or Nick Nat going, there's a press conference sign. Between, not to the player themselves, surely other players say, geez, what do you reckon, what do you reckon this next deal's worth? Nah, you don't I, even... honestly. But like, no, you just turn on them and you know make sure they're shouting coffees and calling them money bags and I don't know. It's just sort of part and parcel. Yeah, most players in there are paid a fair bit of coin, so no, not most. Not most. You know who are, and so I don't know. The details don't really matter. Um, should they be made public? You like to say? Ah, uh, I mean, they're not politicians. I don't, look again. We're trying to follow the American style. Um, is, is there a... I don't think it would hurt that much if it was made public, put yeah, it that way. There's a fair bit of carry-on from the AFLPA. I don't think it would create that much issue. In fact, it may actually create some understanding on who's on what. I don't know. Possibly. By the same token, I totally understand if you're a player, you don't want your... I mean, tell me another profession, I've mentioned politics, but tell tell me professions where you're obliged to tell people what you earn. I, I, I'm i not strong either way. And, you know, if, if, if someone doesn't want to reveal their, their salary, I... I you know, I respect that. Yeah, that's a good point, Skate. Um, 
That is us done and dusted, Skeeter. Have you got a... Yeah, I'll finish with a, a thirsty, thirsty camel. camel clangor of the week. Uh, a young bloke, you might hear a bit more of him. He, he was the best player on the ground in the Colts grand final yesterday, Claremont beating Perth. Zane Zakostelsky. Yes, try and say that after a couple of shelters. Tell me this is leading into Lee Spur. No, well, oh, Lee Spur, actually, Lee Spur, the clangers <laughs> that he had, I listened to the first seven names of the Claremont uh, list. He said he couldn't even read the names. He had five them. out of seven, didn't even sound anywhere near. <laughs> it was like, even simple names like Greenaway. He so said, this is Lee Spur awarding the Colts grand final uh, medals. Oh, and he had to say their names. Yeah, names, no even Greenaway, it was Greenway. It was... <laughs> <laughs> he, so, sorry, Drush. No, he actually... And Spurry the came into me. wasn't working. Oh, the microphone wasn't working. Spurry didn't know he was playing before he came to the ground. Um, <laughs> and then he had that. So <laughs> that was quite funny. But Zane, who was outstanding, by the way, he'll, he'll get drafted somewhere, I think. Uh, Zach Ostelsky, um, again, as a footballer, you think in the moment, instead of getting up on the microphone, thanking Claremont, well done to Perth, and then, of course, drops the F-bomb. Oh, uh, boy. I mean, just at some... what is Just tell me briefly, Scott, what is it that footballers are obliged to feel that they have to have to swear on a microphone after a game? I don't fucking know. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bloody dinosaurs. Uh, sorry, Skeet. So we went on the school of hard No, like just thirsty nah. camel, clanger, just keep it clean from your grandma. And remember, Perth footy fans, if you're still wondering where to go for the grand final on Saturday, jump on our Instagram page, Shelter Footycast, tag your three mates, we got four tickets to give away to the Leadable Precincts Grand Final Party. All details in the link. Get over there, Skeeter. Skeet might have a few beers over there as well. Giddy up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.